that, ladies and gentlemen, is our new theme song of the Left Coasters podcast. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Tony Cavallo. I'm with Brian the Ballerina Balzarini. I'm with Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. And what you just heard is our new <laughs> season two and forever Amazing. long uh, Left Coasters theme song. It was made by the wonderful Gene Makovsky. He did us a great job. Thank you very much, Gene. It is just fantastic. I'm it's very, so good. It's so good. Well, and you know what? The most fun part I think for us was that we got to go be part of it <laughs> after because he cut us. He cut us a, a a version of it, and then you know we kind of went through it and we talked a little bit about it. And then you know it, he was kind of like, "What if you guys came over and did the three guys, two teams, one city shout?" And we were like. Of course, that sounds like an amazing idea. So, and we had a great time recording it, and um, I think it came out amazing. I think it's perfect. I think it's absolutely. I hope perfect. you guys smiled as much as we did when we first listened to it. We, I, I still grin when I. When I, I hear lost it. it when I first when I first heard it. I was sitting next to my fiance, and she's just like, "Why are you smiling so much?" Because I had headphones on, and she, I was just like, "You got to hear this right now." And she was like, "It's perfect. It's exactly who you guys are. It plays to the to the style of the Ramit, as well as kind of the NFL films tied into it, and we we love." It. That's exactly you, what we asked him for too. So like, exactly. I feel like it was just the perfect. It came together and it's so perfectly. So thank you, Gene. And the You're NFL, the, man, is, Gene. the NFL is such this pivotal, like deep, meaningful oh. thing. And we take it in a way where we love it so much. It it runs our lives when the NFL season is running, but we have so much fun with it. And I think he captured it perfectly. So Gene, thank you so much. You can find him on Twitter at Gene Makovsky. That's M I C O F S K Y. It's also www.genemakovsky.com. G-E-N-E-M-I-C-O-F-S-K-Y dot com. I got you, Gene, and thank you so much. And also, guys, there's a reason we're debuting that song on this episode, because it is the official start of season two of the Left Coasters oh, podcast. The first podcast we did, we did what we're going to do today with the divisional breakdowns, hitting them up in a Marry, Fuck, Kill style. Now, Marry, Fuck, Kill is a game we play throughout the whole season. We like to throw it out there. We think it's the best way to break down these divisions. We're going to go through each division, which has four teams. Brian on one side, Dangles on the other. They're each going to give me a team to marry, which is the team that they're, they're going to the altar with. They know that this is the one they're bringing home to mom. They're going to give me a team that they're going to fuck which is the one that, you know, every now and again you might have a little bit of fun with. They might surprise you. You might take them you home take when them you're a little bit night, drunk right? at the bar. And then you're going to give me a team that you're just flat out going to kill. And I think that's pretty obvious Want nothing what that to means. do with. Want exactly. nothing to do with. Nothing to do with. They're going to be the worst team in that division. That's what we're going to do today. Marry, fuck, kill each of the AFC, uh, AFC divisions. Next week, we're going to marry, fuck, kill each of the NFC divisions, which is going to be my favorite because there's some that are going to be big fights here. It's going to be a doozy, I think. But before we move on to that, uh, to playing these games here, we do have a big trade to talk about for the L.A. franchise. The Rams made a move. Well, I think I got to say the Bills made a move, and the Rams was sort of just the, the beneficiary of arms, it. Yeah. bring it home to We'll me. take them. Uh, the Buffalo Bills traded their former stud first-round pick, a top-five pick in Sammy Watkins, a wide receiver out of Clemson, and he has come in for a second-round pick and E.J. Gaines being sent to the Bills. E.J. Gaines right now is our was the Rams' second-best corner behind the franchise tag, Trumaine Johnson. E.J.'s gone. A second-round pick next year is gone, and in comes a man that fills a hole that the Rams desperately needed to fill as the number-one go-to wide receiver. Boys, how shocked were you when this came across the byline? I couldn't believe it because I was such a Sammy Watkins fan and did not know he was even on the trade block. I had known that there was some issues with his injury, uh, uh, concerns with his foot, but it, but it was so under the radar. I think this trade took everybody by surprise. Absolutely. And, and for me, 
I'm excited. I, I am incredibly excited about Sammy Watkins being here. I know he's going to command a a considerable, considerable uh, sum of money next year. But what's interesting is now you've got four first first round top 10 picks on the offensive side of the ball for the LA Rams. There is no excuses with obviously Goff at the helm, Gurley behind him, Tavon Austin out there, Sammy Watkins. I, I think they get everything they need in, in this passing attack now. Well, There's no excuses. Well, we talked about heading in a free agency. What was the biggest thing that the Rams needed to address? And for me, it was getting that number one wide receiver. And I they wanted, got him. I wanted an Alshon Jeffrey to be signed for us, and I was disappointed when we didn't get one. We signed Robert Woods instead. Sammy Watkins, though, fills that need. The question you brought up, though, buddy, and I don't know if it's a question we want to look at now, is the contract stat, uh, status. We talked about Aaron Donald last episode episode and how that's going to be a big thing that they have to deal with. Sammy Watkins might get paid more than Aaron Donald gets paid. And that's going to be another contract you have to deal with. And Just by a, virtue of the position he plays, yes. he could ask for more money. Absolutely. Absolutely. But I but to you Dangles, do you find it uh do you find it to be problematic that now you have potentially one of the most prolific combinations overnight if Goff turns out to be as good as we all hope he could be, with a guy like Sammy Watkins, who's proven to be a very good player when he's when he's healthy. Nine touchdowns over a thousand yards when he was healthy, and he still missed three games that year. So and that's with Tyrod Taylor and some backup quarterbacks. So if Jared Goff turns out, we've all of a sudden got one of the best passing offenses in the league. Best young combo. Right, but that is a big if. Uh, because as a wide receiver, you're only as good as the quarterback throwing you the football. And as much as Sammy Watkins is going to be able to stretch the field, and I totally agree with you, Tony, that he is that weapon that mm-hmm. they needed, that they should have gone out and got in the offseason. That, that has me scratching my head, you know, about about the whole, the whole Robert Woods situation. But, I mean, look, you, you, can, you can argue the contract status if you want to. Yes, that's going to be a headache coming down the road. But I think this is across that bridge when you come to a situation for the Rams because this is really only upside for them. Yes, they sent away probably their best cornerback, but they had some room to give, I think, on the defensive side of the ball. There are some solid cor- other other corners on that roster that can step in, even with the, the departure of T.J. McDonald as well. I think there are still some cornerbacks who can step in, and, 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 and you know, again, Tremaine Johnson is still in that secondary. The defense is still going to be good. What was missing was that offensive piece, and now here's Sammy Watkins in his shiny new Rams helmet with the white horns. He's uh, taken in practice. He's getting used to 11 on 11 drills. He's picking the playbook up. This is a guy that Jared Goff is going to need to stretch the field. I think he will allow us to truly see what Goff is made of. And I think he's a good personality fit with this team. Oh, for sure. I I always was really high on Sammy Watkins' uh, football IQ as well as his ability to run anything in the route tree. I mean, he is a, a complete wide receiver. Well, He's you, not a one-trick yeah. pony. And you come to expect that, I think, from, from Dabo Swinney wide receivers because we've seen it over and over, over and, and over, over again with Clemson wideouts. I'm excited. DeAndre I'm excited Hopkins, too. you know, comes to mind yeah. immediately as a guy who he can run anything in the route tree. He's he's a you know he's an absolute burner. He'll put you on the ground and break ankles. I mean, these are five tool wideouts. They know how to coach him down there in uh, in, in 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 Greenville. And let's not forget the likes of Cooper Cup. Like you now have this complete stable of wide receivers. You have an incredible running back. Now, what 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 excuses can you come up with, Jared Goff, if he's not getting the ball where he needs to? If you if there's an offensive line problem, there's an offensive line problem. But other than that, I don't know what his excuse could be. He's got tight ends. He's got everything. He's got everything he needs. And McVay, we talked about McVay when he was making the switch about the the assets he had in Washington, the threats he had in Washington, and now it seems he's 
out of nowhere sort of created viable threats in the Rams' offense. And Ken, we'll see what that playbook can do Mismatches and what Goff can do. all day long. And dude. Sammy does so much in the fact that you must account for him, and it allows the guys like Robert Woods, like Cooper Cup, like Tavon Austin, to be matched up with lesser players on the defense and gives them opportunities to mismatch and beat them. I, so I'm excited about that, too. And everybody's talking about, you know, we'll see what this player does, this player does. Tavon Austin is now on the hot seat. Yes, Because he here's is. a guy who does not have any guaranteed money next year. If they decide to, to release him so watch him be the first one to go if things don't go so well for 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 him in the stat department and the contract status is a little bit weird but dangles i think you're right you need to look at what's happening now and also the development of golf is a big year right now and if he has the even if he has sammy Watkins for one year it's yeah. going to help jared Goff become a more complete player and before we move on the ej Gaines loss i think is huge because i like ej Gaines a lot i think he's a player but Trumaine Johnson is on one side. They have uh, Nickel Roby Coleman. He's playing more of a slot. LaMarcus Joyner is in the mix, too. And then apparently Kayvon Webster, who was the Broncos' fourth-best corner when Wade was Wade. Wade Phillips was in Denverland. Denver has amazing cornerbacks, two of the best in the league. This Kayvon kid was behind them, obviously, but apparently he's making waves. Yeah, but he could start elsewhere in the and NFL. It, exactly. Yeah. It allowed them to say, EJ, we love you, but we got to send you. Who also, EJ was an impending free agent himself. So they're getting something in return, and if you can pay the money to pay Sammy for the rest of time, Sammy, welcome to L.A. I buddy. mean, yeah, and the only welcome, con- to, LA. Uh, welcome right? to L.A., Sammy. The only contract the Rams need to be focusing on right now is that of number 99, Aaron Donald. Yeah, they do. That's the only one. As far as I'm concerned, Sammy Watkins' contract can wait. There's one player that needs a contract that 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 Today. they need to, that that Les Snead and Kroenke and McVeigh and everyone needs to be focusing on, and that's 99. Today. Today. Pay the man. <laughs> Pay the man. Pay and, the man. And that's Contract Talk brought to you by the Left Coasters Podcast. <laughs> uh, we'll be attacking the Ezekiel Elliott suspension, the, Robert, the Roberto Aguayo, just whatever happened in Tampa Bay with him when Got we cover the NFC preview. One. We're going to break down the AFC preview right now. We'll attack the Bills side of this trade when we get to the AFC East. But first up is the first, the newest team to Los Angeles. It's their division, the LA Chargers and the AFC West coming up next. And are you guys ready to play? Let's oh, do it. Yeah. I'm excited, too. As always, you can catch us at www.thelefthcoasterspodcast.com. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes as well. Please like, subscribe, and rate us five stars. It helps us grow. We got great feedback from the Friends and Family episode. We're going to continue to grow as the season goes along. We're also on Facebook at uh, The Left Coasters Podcast, on Instagram at The Left Coasters Podcast, on Twitter now at Left Coasters Pod. Yes. A little bit different, a little bit so, different. Only so many digits, guys. I think you guys can get it, though. And always, you can reach us at Gmail at theleftcoasterspodcast at gmail.com. So thank you guys for listening, and let's go play uh, some Mary Fuck Kill, guys. Left Coasters. And welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Left Coasters Podcast version of the 2017 AFC Breakdown. Up first, it's the AFC West. I'm your host, Tony Cavallo. Brian the Ballerina is playing against Matthew Dangles, D'Angelo Antonio. And guys, do you know the rules of the game? I don't care, but bring it, Dangs. I, I guess so. I mean, we played this for an entire season, so if I haven't figured it out by now, I'm probably screwed. Thank you. You're very right. <laughs> Up first, the AFC West. I'm going to give you the four teams, and your first question is going to be who you're going to marry. At first up, we have the Andy Reid-led Kansas City Chiefs, backed by Alex Smith with Pat Mahomes sitting there waiting to take his throne. No more Jamal Charles. It's a mix of Spencer Ware, Chan Cardrick West, and a rookie running back ready to run all over the place. They have a great defense over there in Kansas City, too. 
They were 12 and 4 last year. Also 12 and 4 the Silver and Black Oakland Raiders. Derek Carr just got paid a million bajillion dollars in the offseason. Can he lead them to offensive dominance? The Denver Broncos are up next. 2 years removed from winning a Super Bowl with one of the best defenses this world has ever seen. They were 9 and 7 last year and their hopes rely on Trevor Seaman. And lastly, the L.A. Chargers with Mr. Philip Rivers, Mr. Keenan Allen, Mr. Melvin Gordon, and Joey Bosa, a Tony Cavallo lookalike if I've ever seen one. The nose. These four teams enter the Thunderdome, aptly named, thank you, Los Angeles Chargers. Who do you have as your Mary for 2017? Dangles. I have the Oakland Raiders as my Mary. They would have been a contender, I think, to go to the AFC title game last year were it not for that awful season-ending injury to Derek Carr late in the year. It forced them to start Connor Cook in that playoff game against Denver. They ended up losing that game. Now, Derek Carr is back. Oh, and by the way, so is Beast Mode. Yeah, Marshawn Lynch is back underneath uh, or in in the backfield, and assuming he returns to form, he's now got a trustworthy running back that he can rely on for to to carry the Lions share of of the runs for the entire game. He's got two elite wide receivers in Amari Cooper and Michael Crabtree who had an excellent year last year. Uh, and he's got a new tight end in Jared Cook. He mix in one of the best offensive lines in the game. Some additions to their secondary and draft picks and Khalil Mack arguably one of the best linebackers in the NFL. It's hard to argue with the Oakland Raiders. I've got them uh, I've got them. I would be surprised if they win fewer than 11 games. Ooh, 11 games for the Oakland Raiders. The ballerina. Who do you marry? It's funny you say eleven tangles because that's what I have them at. I went Ooh. through their their schedule this uh, this uh, latter part of the day, and it to me is as obvious as the day is long that this team will be the best in this division. Wow! It, let's not forget one thing: Garon Conley, their first round draft pick, out of the Ohio State, isn't even (laughs) playing yet. And Uh he is still going to be a force to be reckoned with. I don't think you're going to stop the Oakland Raiders this year. And like Dangle said, they would have been in the AFC Championship game last year, and they would have been the only team who possibly... Who stood a shot at beating New England. Still possibly has a shot at beating New England. That was absolutely the sexiest game that did not happen in 2016. Oh, my God. It was the Oakland versus New England. Everybody wanted it. Everybody wanted Brady versus Carr. When he went down, it was almost like you saw the game that could have been go out the window. So I think this year... I think this year is Derek Carr's year. I think he has the the confidence. I, I, I was watching an awesome NFL.com video of him at training camp with his brother, David, being interviewed. And they have a brother who's the oldest, who is the size of a goddamn Mack truck, <laughs> come walking up behind them in the middle of the interview with the rest of their family, the entire Carr family. Are they all monsters? Not no. Well, most of them aren't. Don't get past the age ten. But but there but there's just a gaggle of them, and the mother's there, and the dad's there, and it's like they literally took over Oakland Oakland Raiders training camp. This that entire that's family. awesome. That makes me happy. So so I think to me that that's the sign of a team I want to I want to be a part of. That's a family. They look right like there. they're having fun too. Oh. I I saw I saw a video a similar video of Derek Carr doing an interview with with the uh, you know one of the Oakland Oakland or the Raiders.com uh, you know reporters, and Khalil Mack walks up and starts talking, and they start giving each other crap, and Derek Carr is talking about how he beat him in one on one basketball the other day this team's just having fun they're having a really good time and it sounds like they love playing with one another we'll see how Marshawn Lynch settles into that locker room but uh and they're deep they've got a very deep deep roster except a quarterback but uh the results have just come in and gentlemen you are both 
wrong. I am so sorry you got the answer to this question wrong. The correct answer of who to marry in the AFC West, the person that I will pick, the team that I will pick. Oh, I see how we're doing this. Is the Denver Broncos. For one reason, what? one reason only. Are you insane? Only. No. Go home. Listen. <laughs> listen. Yeah, Go you're drunk. You must be drunk, dude. Go no, home. No, seriously, seriously. Listen. Two years removed from winning this, uh, winning the Super Bowl. Yes, they had Peyton Manning, but Peyton was nothing more than a game manager at this point. They rode the back of a dominant defense, and that defense, without the injuries, will come back again. Von Miller is legitimately the best defensive player in the NFL. Uh, Chris Harris Jr. and Aqib Tlaib are two of the best cornerbacks in the NFL. Together, they make a defense that is almost unstoppable. They don't need to win the games uh, thirty to th- uh, 35 to 30. They need to win the games in the teens, and that's what they will do. They will eke out enough wins to win this division, get people coming to Denver in the playoffs to where it's a very tough time to play. Denver's going to be a force to reckon with. I, I predict a big bounce-back year for the Denver Broncos, even though they do have the toughest schedule in the NFL this year, according to ESPN Impossible Football Power schedule. Index. They have a very tough schedule. But I like them a lot. Um, who's their who's quarterback? Three Trevor Seaman. Three of their first four games are at home. I I think Trevor's a good quarterback. He's not the best, but he's a good quarterback, and we all thought so too. We ranked him twenty. Well, what about overall. their what about their running game? Th- Absolutely no reliability in that. In that, C.J. Anderson has been a total bust. There's no reason to believe that he's going to be any good this year. I think they're going to win eighteen to fifteen games. That defense is going to win games right. for them. Special teams is good too. I really really like Denver. Keep going. What are you going to say? So next It's up. a bold move, Cotton. We'll see if it pays off. <laughs> next up. <laughs> really bold move. You guys are going to hate who I kill. All right, next up, we have who you taking home. Who's the late-night gamble you're taking a flyer on? Who are you banging? Brian. I am taking the newly minted Los Angeles Chargers. Two-bed tonight. Wow. Bolt up. Wow. Tonight. Bolt up. You've got to. Why? You've got yeah, to. Yeah, Why? This team lost so many close games last year in some of the most tragic ways, and I think this year, more than ever, the the L.A. Chargers will be doing more with their defense than anybody, anybody is giving them credit for. They're going to have their passing offense. It's going to be great. You're going to watch Melvin Gordon run all over the place. The offensive line knows what they're doing. I Look at the coaching staff. Mm. Look at Wiz and Hunt. Look, just look, <laughs> look at, at him. Look at him. Look at him. Look at at his face and tell me he's not going to win games that they were that they lost last no, year. No, it's an absolute culture change. Absolutely. I just think that that team knows that they're 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 destined to win. They and, and Philip Rivers is pissed, man. Philip Rivers is pissed. <laughs> he's got eight kids. He just had to move to Los Angeles. He's not even living here, man. He's, he's got to commute every he didn't day. Move, he didn't move it's to Los Angeles. It's annoying shit to commute every day. He's mad. You're right. But the he the the the, the Chargers are going to have to do one thing that everybody knew the Rams suffered with last year, and that was the, the transition phase. They didn't even have to transition. They just moved in like 45 it's minutes. Like another more. hour drive. Yeah. So so everybody's knocking them off for that. I no. don't I don't think that's no. even I don't even think that's gonna happen. I think Bosa's gonna be unstoppable. Now it was it was unfortunate to watch their middle linebacker go down, Perriman. Yes. It was unfortunate unfortunate. However, I just think that this is a short fire team. And I'll get into why I think it's not the Kansas City Chiefs. Or the Denver Broncos, your beloved Denver Broncos. I can't wait for what Dangles has to say. So, Dangles, now the uh, tables turn to you. Who are you taking home? Tonight? Well, you know, I'm I'm probably I'm uh, force, foreseeing that I'm going to be wrong on this, especially because you said you're going to hate who I kill. I chose the Kansas City Chiefs to take home. Uh, this is a tough. This was a division tough decision. Winners, this, defending division champion. This and this was a difficult decision because there are you know it's the, this is a the toughest division in football. Yes. There are three teams in this division who could feasibly win ten games. Very four. true. Maybe. Maybe even four. Okay. 
I'm ta- I, I, I wasn't talking about the Broncos. They weren't the ones I was leaving out. Um, I think what puts the Chiefs over the edge for me is how many different ways that they can score on you. It's just there's no other team in the NFL who can score on you as many different ways as the Kansas City Chiefs. And the funny thing is the one that they'll probably use the least is their quarterback. Because Alex Smith just does not put up QB1 numbers. That's what gives me a little bit of pause about them and putting them over the edge into that division winner uh, slot because I think Andy, Renner, Andy Reid makes winners. And after you know last season, they pick up, um, you know, Spencer Ware is a huge breakout year. He's their starting running back now. Tyreek Hill yeah. has a huge breakout year and yes. is their starting running back now. They have a Pro Bowl tight end in Travis Kelsey. They have a solid offensive line. And if things go wrong, Patrick Mahomes looked awfully good in his first preseason start the other night. So, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see him make, take some snaps midseason if Alex Smith, Smith isn't coming through. But I just think that's, they can. They that's can, not going to help you. They, if you're trying to be a ten-win team. Maybe not. Maybe rookie. not. But again, they can score on you in so many different ways. They're so versatile as a football team. I think that's what puts them over the edge. And for me. that defense is sexy. And the defense is amazingly good. So yeah. we're going to have to see what happens. But oh. I think there's going to be there's a slight issue with me not picking Kansas City, and this is why because I think their offensive line is going to. Be, Andy Reid gave up picks to trade up to get Mahomes yet yet he needed more talent on the offensive line to keep more, that yeah. yes so 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 there are a few players away from being an AFC champion per se with the way they've been going and he traded picks for a backup quarterback and that's going that. and that's going to that I think that's going to come that's come fair. back and bite him that's in the fair. butt I think Alex Smith though and I like him a lot I don't think he's the type of guy that's going to let that get in his head and affect his play I think Alex Smith has had a guy over his shoulder since he's been in San Fran and been like yo I got this I've he's he's a very I, good point he's had I forget the exact stat but he has in the last three years as many wins as uh he has more wins than Aaron Rodgers in the last three years yeah. he like, wins games player. even if even if he doesn't put up you know even if he's not throwing three touchdowns a game and going for 400 yards he's good okay so the results are in Dangles took home Kansas City Brian took home uh, the L.A. Chargers, and the correct answer is the Los Angeles Chargers. Mm. Congratulations, Brian. You got this one correct for these reasons and these reasons alone. Last year, the L.A. Chargers, as the San Diego Chargers, were 1-8 and eight in one-score games. 1-8, and eight, including four games where they were winning or tied at the two-minute warning that they ended up losing. It's 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 a matter of it's just bound to happen where they're going to come back to the mean on that and those some of those losses are going to turn into wins. You would think that except for the past two years now they are four and sixteen, four and sixteen in one score games over the past two years. No organization since 1989 has lost more one score games over the past two years than the then San Diego Chargers. But guess what, fellas? Culture change. New coaching regime. They know what they're doing. They have a good head on their shoulders, and they're playing in the StubHub Center, not in that awful Qualcomm Arena, whatever the fuck that was. Here we are now. The L.A. Chargers are here. Some of those losses are turning into wins, and I'm ready to take L.A. home for the night. Woo! Let's go, Chargers. Bolt up. Final question of the AFC West, and we'll go to Dangles first. Who are you killing the los angeles chargers oh! <laughs> unfortunately what a segue uh, yeah you know i uh, I, I tried to uh, find reasons to put them into the fuck category and and you know i just 
I just couldn't. Uh, as much as it pains me as a potential fan, and uh, despite the ten and six record, I'm fairly certain that I gave them when we predicted uh, their their season. Uh, I just they're an okay team in a division where there are three teams that are just considerably better than they are. Mm. Just on pay, uh, just looking at it, you know, based on what we know now, that's just the way it is as far as I'm concerned. Yes, the pieces are falling into the place, but you've got a brand new coaching staff in a brand new city. I think you're going to see a Charger team that's going to look to find its footing. Uh, and they do not have an easy schedule either. So uh, despite the fact that, again, I gave them a 10-6, and 6, these are a lot of games that could go either way, back and forth. So I just don't see them being able to to sort of break the ceiling there in the AFC West in a very, very competitive division. That's fine, man. Where, I mean, where are your colors with pride dangles? Mm-hmm. Now the whole entire Los Angeles city that listened to this podcast knows you hate the Chargers this year. Brian? <laughs> I never said that. I just said I didn't think they were going to win the division. You no said fan. that I hate you. You said that I hate them. I'm not putting words in your mouth. Don't you, worry. You are. Ballerina? All right. Well, I chose the Denver Broncos. To kill. To kill. All right. I don't think it needs to go any further than their quarterback <laughs> position, whether it's going to be Trevor Seaman or weed dealer it's, it's, Paxton it's Lynch. Simeon. How dare you call him Trevor Seaman? Um. It, it's 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 almost to the point where I I think I looked at last year's division winners. I looked at last year's AFC championship teams, and I looked at their quarterbacks. And I'm I mean, let's even say the NFC. You had Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger, Matt Ryan, and Tom Brady. How in the world could you have any faith in the Denver Broncos with their great defense, one of the best? Love them. <laughs> Fantastic. How do you have any faith in Trevor Seaman or Paxton Lynch, pizza boy himself, taking this team anywhere in that division with the likes of those three other teams who in, Tim, in my in my book could be team one, three, and five best teams in the in that in that in the AFC as far as I'm concerned. So with that being said, I, I, I don't think the Denver Broncos are going to do a lick this year. I think they're going to take a step back. I don't I think with this new coaching staff, I think they're going to find themselves not in the same position the LA Chargers are with the likes of Gus Bradley and, and Ken Wisenhunt. I don't see names on that coaching staff that make me go, wow, that's it. That's the one. So I, I think they're they're going to be the team that takes a step back in this division, unfortunately. Okay. And, and I think John Elway is going to do what John Elway does best and just blow shit up. All right. I mean, here's the thing. I am uh, the reason why I married them. I said before that Peyton Manning was just a game manager. Then yes, he had the name Peyton Manning, but look at his stats. He's he the was general, not the man. same player. And I think I think Simeon, get it right, he can do the same. I like Mr. Trevor Seaman. It's never going to be. He'd be a starter in New York in, in New York for the yes, Jets, but yes. that's about it. It's never going to be America's boy Paxton Lynch. I think the I think he stinks. I think he stinks. <laughs> All right, but again, uh, as you could have guessed, you're both wrong. Um, the team that is the correct team to kill in the AFC West, and you're going to be surprised when I say this, it is the Oakland Raiders. It is the Oakland Raiders. Now I know you're drunk. No, no, they are not going to be as good as everyone assumes they will be this year. I, in fact, was a little spoiler alert because we're going to give our playoff, our AFC playoff picture at the end of this podcast. I don't have them in the playoffs. 
I cannot wait to spend every football Sunday with you rubbing your face in this. I think Oakland, it's not going to be a fall from grace. They're not going to be a bad team. They're going to be a 9-7, and 8-8 eight and eight team. Too many things went right for them last year to have them be the same 12-4 and four team that they were. Even if Derek Carr doesn't get hurt and they're a 13-3, and 14-2 team, the fall from grace is still too great. And I got some <laughs> stats to back it up for you. You guys are laughing at me. I got some damn stats to back it up, all right? <laughs> yeah, all the stats Just you say want. Stats. Last year they were plus 16 in turnover differential. Uh, teams over the past 10 years, they were plus 15 to plus 20 in turnover differential. The average fall from grace is down to plus 3. So it's just natural that they're going to come back to the means on that. They were 3.3 wins above expectation last year, which is a it's a crazy stat if you want to get too stat-heady on it, but it takes in weighted DVOA, strength of schedule, um, um, uh, the point differential in their wins. It adds them all together and says what their record should be. They were actually 3.3 wins over that. It was the fourth highest since 1989. If you take the top 10 teams and the wins uh, over expectations to their next year, they all drop by four wins. Naturally. And also, we brought up the 1 and 8 that the LA Chargers were in one score games. The Oakland Raiders were 8 and 1 in one score games last year. 8 and 1. We remember all those games that they won on two point conversions, on last second plays, on last second drives. They were great. They were, they were momentum building wins. That's what got Derek Carr's contract. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, they were in the top 25 since 1989, percentage wise, win, wins in that 8 and 1. They were in the top 25 all time since 1989. Every one of those teams. Every one of those teams, if you put all their scores together the next season, if you put their one-score game record the next season, it was a grand total of 88 wins and 89 losses. And those are teams led by Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, all the greats. It is natural for those one-score games to come back down to the mean. They're not going to go 8-1 and one in one-score games again. It is not natural. And Mr. Beast Mode himself. Mr. Beast Mode himself. This team has the third hardest schedule, and Mr. Beast Mode himself was supposed to save that running game. In the, la- in the f- last eight games he played as a Seahawk before he went down with injury in 2015, he averaged 3.8 yards per carry. You can say maybe it was a bad offensive line. Maybe it was bad offensive play calling. Maybe Seattle just didn't have it that year. As soon as he went down, Thomas Rawls, who's fighting for a starting roster spot with Fat Eddie Lacy and C.J. Proceis right now, averaged 5.6 yards per carry. I love Marshawn. I love Beast Mode. But you cannot say that that man, two years after playing pivotal, real, meaningful NFL games, is going to be back to what he was when two years ago he was not anything more than a maybe bad Todd Gurley. So, Oakland falls from grace. I'm taking. They your, are the correct answer to kill. I'm taking your keys. You're not driving home tonight. Yeah, no, that's not. Yeah, you should not be at the wheel. Friends don't let for friends sure. Drive. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. No. And that is our AFC West breakdown. Now we're moving on to the much easier to decide <laughs> AFC East. So see you on the other side. Left coasters. All right, you guys need to stop making fun of me for the Oakland pick. Sorry, dude. Again, you know I. We've w- moved on. You know it would have been one the, thing we, if we you chose them. Bed. I just can't. We put it to bed. Ugh. God. Oakland is dead. You got it wrong. Get rid of it. Get, get okay. Give that much credit to the Denver Broncos defense. I feel like the See you at the end of the season. Can I just have it on the record that I feel like the rules in this game show are slightly tilted in the favor of the host? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I'm not playing. It's now we know why he wanted it, to do the game. It's the Ballerina versus Dangles. <laughs> I'm playing. not playing. How can I be wrong? <laughs> I'm not playing. 
It looks like we're. Right. Getting, I feel All like right. we're, the, we're, the, thing. we're we, the Patriots and the Cowboys, and we're yelling at Goodell right we now. We should we should have started with this division, the AFC East, because it's a very easy division to win, fellas. Okay, in the AFC East, we have the New England Patriots, defending Super Bowl champions. Congratulations, Matthew D'Angelo, Antonio, your boys did it. Tom Brady got his one for the thumb, and now he's going for number six. Against him is the Miami Dolphins with newly minted Jay Cutler taking the reins. Smoking Jay. There's also the Buffalo Bills with Tyrod Taylor and no Sammy Watkins. And finally, the New York Jets, who may not win a game this year. So, gentlemen, we'll start with you, the ballerina. Who are you marrying? Just get rid of the Patriots. Let's just let's just move on. Dang, who you right, hard to argue with Belichick and company. Patriots both, for me. You're both correct. We're not going to dive into how good New England's going to be, but they added so many players to a roster that was already stacked. They also keep finding people in the preseason that's that are going to make the roster and be the next Julian Edelman. They just they just their make loss them. They their make loss them. to gain ratio is incredible. Ridiculous. The players Ridiculous. they they lost like two players that matter, and they added about six. Let's make point that Belichick gave Brady. At age 40, the best offense he's ever probably going to have. It's going to be sexy. Mm-hmm. In terms it's of personnel. They, mm-hmm. they they timed him up in his age perfectly. It's going to be a lot of fun. And and I don't know how they keep getting guys like David Harris and Stephen Gilmore. and all. Like They just nope. keep getting good players. And, and they re-signed Malcolm Butler, which was a question Huge. mark heading into the offseason. And the biggest offseason move that they made was re-signing Dante Hightower. Huge. That was the Huge. biggest thing that they did, Huge. including including Stephon Gilmore's addition yep. and including uh, Brandon Cook's addition. Yep. Dante Hightower was a much bigger addition, I think, than Cook's. Biggest move in the offseason. All right, last thing we'll talk about, sucking the Patriots' dick a little bit. 16-0? No. It's so hard. Okay. It's I don't so think hard so. to do. Patriots always, always, always struggle to win in Miami. For some reason, You're they right. cannot. They <laughs> cannot win Smoking in Miami, Jay. and and I, it, I, it's going to be embarrassing when it happens this year. Hey, but know. I think I think they're going to lose one away from home, either at Buffalo. Buffalo's going to sneak one away from because Buffalo always does, almost always does, or they're going to lose in Miami. That's my projection for this year. Okay, let's fast forward before we get to the fuck because those are two interesting teams. I feel like we're both killing the same. I'm sorry. You guys are both correct. Playing the game show. Congratulations. You both get a point. Who are you guys going to kill? Dangles? I've got the New York Jets. Brian? New York Jets. Absolutely. You both get another point. You guys are doing great so far. They're in the sweepstakes for the first overall pick. For yeah, they sure. have Absolutely. they have, I think, maybe one of the worst like front to back rosters I've ever seen. Like ever. We and that fun- includes the Browns last year. I was gonna year. say we made fun of the Browns last year. They were they were kind of our punching bag for the most of the year. Maybe I think the this Jets is gonna this be year. the this is gonna be the one where we're really gonna be looking at 0 and sixteen. You say sixteen and 0 for New York. That's I think, what I was gonna ask. Is I there think a they, chance? There's a legitimate chance they go 0 and sixteen. I think they'll go one and fifteen. Out of all the starting quarterbacks of these AFC teams, Josh McCown we had ranked the worst at our as our forty third overall quarterback. I, he may not even play. I think it'll be Christian Hack. Oh my God, that would be. He did okay in the. Yeah, I was going to say game. he tore up that secondary for the Titans. Uh, yeah, but he was. was it was the, second, the, second exactly. stringers. But exactly. it was. We'll see what stringers. he does. We'll see what he does. Logan the rest Ryan of the got burned on one play. He's he not. Did. He's not Logan a second Ryan stringer. Stinks. He was. The, he stinks. Logan Ryan is not There's that a, bad. Here we talked about loss to gain ratio for the Patriots. There's a reason Logan Ryan ain't on the team anymore. See you later. <laughs> so with Christian Hackenberg at quarterback, I think he could he could step up and potentially because because every year there is a guy that people haven't 
played against or defended mm-hmm. against, who just somehow has a really quirky good game like Cody Kessler did last year. That's what I was gonna say. Is this year's he, Cody he's Kessler? this year's really, Cody Kessler? Really, really quickly, so the Jets oh, are one and fifteen. Really quickly though, I don't. Was this was this difficult at all for you? Because I actually had to sit there and think about it for a minute, just in the sense that yeah, the Jets are really bad, but the Bills just lost the one thing yes. that makes them a good team. They now officially their wide receiver one is Anquan Bolden. He's thirty six. We're getting there. You know, like I mean, there. all I'm saying is that this was not this was not an easy decision, and for a moment I thought mm, maybe the Bills, you know, might oh, be. I think, I might think be, it was definitely the Jets. It's what might be my go, kill team. Keep going, and but we'll, keep going. Yeah. We'll, we can talk. All right, you guys are doing great so far. Let's see who can make it to Thanks, a perfect three and zero in the AFC East. Mary fuck kill. It's only two teams left, and I'll preface them a little bit. One team, Miami, made the playoffs last year, and they just Ryan Tannehill, their then quarterback. They drafted him early. He's been on the cusp of like. Is he the forever quarterback? He's had the reins forever. He went down with a knee injury that he actually got last year, and he re-aggravated it now. Did not get the surgery last year. They opted for it this year and signed Jay Cutler. They signed Jay Cutler because, A, he was in a broadcasting booth and had nothing else to do, and, B, Jay Cutler had one of the best seasons of his career with Mr. Adam Gase, who is the coach and offensive play caller in Miami. The other side. Buffalo, the Bills, they were a threat last year. They always have some type of good defense and one of the best rushing offenses in the NFL, led by Shady McCoy and Tyrod Taylor. They just lost Sammy Watkins, gained E.J. Gaines, lost Randall Darby, gained uh, Jordan Matthews, who Jordan Matthews is quietly a really good wide receiver. He's not a world beater, but he's a good, solid player. Chipped his sternum. And he has more... I'm sorry. Buffalo has now the same amount of picks as Cleveland does in the first three rounds of next year's draft. That's six. Two firsts, two seconds, two third. Buffalo made a move, obviously, to build for the future, but we're talking about 2017. Which of these two teams are you taking home? Who's going first? I Say it at the same time. Three, two, one. Dolphins. There you go. Why are you guys fucking Miami? I'm doing it because of the Gase-Jay Cutler relationship. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't think Cutler's coming in with a great amount of, like, he's not in good shape. Let's just put it that way. I saw him standing up at the podium. I was like, you've been clearly drinking beer. (laughs) You've been clearly smoking. (laughs) Exactly. Smoking a pack of cigarettes. Why do you think he's going to be good? Well, because I think Jay Cutler is a good quarterback. I think he is. Excuse me. Let's take a a step back here. He is not. But but you just said good quarterback. He's not a good quarterback. I said Josh McCown was our 43rd ranked quarterback overall. Jay Cutler was our 42nd. In due part to me, because I put him almost the last out of of principle. Out of principle. Jay Cutler is not a good quarterback, but Adam Gase is a good coach, and the Miami Dolphins roster is actually very good. It was Tannehill last year who was kind of coming on, and mm. but just couldn't pull pull past that average to good you know mm-hmm, leap mm-hmm. that we needed him to do. I think it still has Indomitian and Sue. I still think they have a decent secondary. I still think they have a good wide receiving core. They still got. They still have a decent offensive line. They had one of the best offensive lines by the end of the year last year. And J.I.J. can is a great one. And J.I.J. is so good. So I, I I think they have, you know, and what they just did in Buffalo is basically signal to that team like, hey, you guys are just collecting a paycheck this year. They they kind of did what the L.A. Rams did last year. You know, when we come to find out what Jeff Fisher did to that organization, basically they they those those players knew that they were kind of going off on a on a on a on a lost year, if you will. So I, I just feel like the Buffalo Bills, what the front office just signaled signaled to them is, don't worry, guys, we got you covered. 
we're, we'll be great next year when we draft somebody. Daniels, anything to add? Uh, just you know that I think the you know the Miami Dolphins are just poised out out of all the teams in the AFC East to make the biggest splash, and in a division where you're probably going to be hard pressed to get a wild card bid out of any you know uh, potentially out of, out of anybody. Um, you know, with this Jay Cutler era starting in South Beach, I think you know you can look for a lot of interceptions because there's no person on the planet who is better at throwing picks who's born to do what they were born to do like Jay Cutler was born to throw picks but yeah you've got Jay Adai coming off a breakout year they were fourth in the NFL in rushing last year the Dolphins were their offensive line does need to improve a little bit Laramie Tunsil is going to be shifting positions yep. this year and Mike Pouncey's coming back I don't think he's played a full season of football in like four or five years so there are some there, <laughs> there are some there's some shifting that's going around on the Dolphins offensive line but even with Jay Cutler and the relationship he has with Adam Gase I think the upside is so great and with the weapons he has and Devontae Parker and Jarvis Landry I and the addition of Julius Thomas as a tight end, who's probably very happy he's not playing in Jacksonville anymore, and maybe can return to his Denver-like, uh, you know, uh, days. I think they're in the biggest position to make a splash. Excuse the pun in the <laughs> AFC East. But let's not kid ourselves; they're not. We're not talking nine, ten wins. No, I, I'm talking, talking about an six, eight and eighteen, seven, maybe six, like seven, you know. Eight. Well, so the correct answer, gentlemen, you both picked Miami. The correct answer was, of course, it was the neither. Buffalo Bills. Neither was the correct answer. You're not taking any of these home tonight. You're going home alone. I didn't know that was an option. Well, you got you to play the game. You got to play a, the game. All, marry f- no, but the game Here's is the marry, thing. fuck, kill, not marry, fuck, kill, or just throw up your hands and say, nah, I don't want to do anything. Here's the thing. The reason why I'm not fucking either Miami or Buffalo is because Miami, I, I, I mean, it's Jake Cutler. I'm so happy he's back in the league. He's fun to watch on Sundays because he just throws it. Oh. Do you he think your opinion's a little a skewed as a Packers fan? Absolutely. But here's real facts to back it up. Uh, we've already talked about one-score games, as I believe is the last stat in one-score games I'm going to give you. Miami was 8-2 and two last year in one-score games. But the thing that trips Miami over for me, if you took the 10 teams last year with the worst record in the NFL, if you took all 10 teams, Miami went 8-1 and one against those 10 teams last year. This year, they have the second-hardest schedule according to ESPN Football Power Index. They're not going 8-1 and one against the bottom 10 teams because they don't have nine games against them this Quality year. Quality wins. It does not happen. So they're going to be playing tougher competition. It's going to be stacked up to see if you can play against them. Buffalo on the other side, though, the reason why I'm not fucking them, these are Buffalo's first five games because they have a week six bye. Listen to this schedule. Oh, I looked at it. It's, it's, it's really brutal. It's awful. They open up against the New York Jets, which is, which is a win. But then they go to Carolina. They host my Broncos. They go to Atlanta, and they go to Cincinnati, and then they have an early yeah, buy. It's just a bloodbath. If bath. you're if you if you stumble early out the gates, Brian, you're exactly right. The whole team's going to be like, we're just collecting paychecks now. If they stumble out and go two and three or one and four, hitting that buy, McDermott's going to have a tough time keeping this team interested. And I love Tyrod Taylor. I think he's going to give his heart and soul to that team. I just think he's going to end up a battered. Battered it's gonna be tough. Well, it's and it's tough. you know what, and 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 let me tell you, it is not easy to keep morale up if no. you when you are playing football in Buffalo, New Buffalo. York. It is Cold. not that is that is not an easy place for you to be. If you guys aren't winning, then life just blows. It's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. So New England wins the world. New York Jets don't win a game, and Buffalo and Miami have rough years. We're on to the AFC North. Left coasters. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to everyone's favorite game, Marry, Fuck, Kill, AFC Breakdown Edition. As always, we are the Left Coasters, and you can find us at www.theleftcoasterspodcast.com. AFC North is here, guys. We have the Pittsburgh Steelers, the reigning divisional champions. They are a tr- three-headed offensive monster of Big Ben, Le'Veon Bell, and Antonio Brown. The Baltimore Ravens, their arch nemesis, led by Joe Flacco in the pretty purple and black. 
Then there's the Cleveland Browns, who just barely won a game last year, led by, we don't really know. We don't know who's in charge in Cleveland because it's all up in the air over there. And finally, we have the Cincinnati Bengals, the Red Rifle, Brian's brother-in-law. No, it doesn't work. Brian's cousin. Cousin. That's better. Andy Dalton, ready to go. But, so, but not his favorite quarterback on that team, AJ McCarron. AJ McCarron, much, might be a favorite I, I know, I know how much so you love AJ. I know how so much good. you love AJ. <laughs> he looks so good in that preseason game. So, gentlemen, here we are. We're going to ask, who are you marrying? And Dangles, you are on the clock. Oh boy, I am marrying the Pittsburgh Steelers. I think it's a, a tough sell to argue against them this year. This has less to do though with how good the Steelers are, and more to do with how not so good as they are the rest of the division is. The Bengals have completely fallen from grace. The Ravens are still trying to get back into contender form. The Browns, well, I guess things can only get better in Cleveland, right? You can only only look up there. The offense is back for the most part. The defense is solid. You've got an emerging superstar in Bud Dupree, uh, that middle linebacker out of, or one of the linebackers out of of Kentucky. Um, And uh, I think their defense doesn't have to be amazing because their offense is so good. I think their defense has to just be good enough. And I don't think there's going to be any difficulties for the Pittsburgh Steelers and Mike Tomlin to take home another AFC North crown. Ballerina. Pittsburgh. Yep. It's going to be Pittsburgh all day. Uh, I actually like what I saw out of T.J. Watt. That was T.J. Watt. I'm so angry. I was so angry watching that preseason game. Two sacks, three tackles. He was in a bunch of other plays. Sacks for or hit uh, tackles for loss. Green Bay had yeah. the draft pick right before yeah. them and traded you guys back. Might have he's up. a Wisconsin player. You How do you not up. see him and know that he can? He's a fucking what? You definitely screwed up. Keep yeah, going. he looked great, man. He looked great, and I just think they're one of the few teams that a player can go down and it doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah. It yes. literally doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh is that type of team. And I think it's going to happen again this year. And Martavis Bryant's back. Yeah. And as long as he stays out of trouble. Oh, man. As long as he stays out of trouble. Those dreadlocks. He is, a, he is a player. And he's exactly what Antonio Brown, like, that Neat. helps Antonio Brown a lot. The big, deep threat. Because Antonio Brown just It takes is all the pressure open. off Antonio because exactly. he can run any route and he can get an open all the and, time exactly And like Le'Veon that. Bell, like, still the best Probably the best back in the league. I think so. The only thing you do have to, I guess, worry about potentially is these are all people who have had off-the-field issues. Martavis Bryant, Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell. Ben Roethlisberger. Ben Roethlisberger. (laughs) They've all – I mean, now Ben's Ben's cleaned up his act in the last couple of years. Oh, he's – But they've all had recent instances where they've had off-the-field issues. I hope, I hope, I hope they're smart enough to know how – bad Mike Tomlin will beat their asses if they don't stay up to stuff and this year. I will say this is Le'Veon's sixth sixth year and that's seventy games total that he's played and he has missed twenty of them with injury. Yeah. Yeah. But I I, I like I said, they're one of the most injury prone. Gerald Toussaint is waiting in terrible. the he's terrible. <laughs> in the background. Watch out for the rookie though. They they drafted a rookie from Pitt who's real good uh at running back. All right, uh, so Connor. Ballerina. Yes sir. Who are you fucking? I am going to fuck the Andy Dalton, you knew Red Rocket led. I didn't know he was going to do that. I knew he was. Well, going to Well, I mean, that. I I I went through the stay together. Well, I mean, that well, yeah, we got to man. We're we're the lowest uh, we're the lowest grouping of minorities species. in the world. Yeah, totally. No, that's not true either. But um, but the no, but the Cincinnati Bengals. I went through their uh, through their schedule. They're a nine and seven team. They're an eight and eight team. They're not a bad team at all. I think they're going to be. One of those teams that t- I, I think that I, I think there is so little talk about the Cincinnati Bengals, which makes me think to myself, this is the year they actually do something. I I'm saying I'm fucking them because I think they're going to be nine and seven. Don't be surprised if they're eleven win team. Just mm. don't. Mm. AJ Green, 
I think who they got that I was dying the Lions to get was Mixon. I like Mixon a lot. And he looked every bit of the guy that I thought he was going to be in that preseason game. He made Tampa the Tampa Bay starters look stupid running around. He's going to be really good. And he's going to be the guy that I think with, with um, um, Giovanni. Giovanni. Bernard, yeah, yeah. I, I just think that's going to be a great st- uh, stable of running backs. I think Dalton's going to do his job. If Dalton sucks, I still think A.J. McCarron comes in. I really do. You love AJ. Yeah, I, 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 I love you your love, love for AJ him. McCann. No, but I think do. about it it's like kinda this. Like, it's kind of like my love for the Jaguars. No, <laughs> let me ask you, play, point blank. What's the number one deficiency of the Cincinnati Bengals? They, when, they can't win the big games. They can't go in the playoffs. They can't win the, the, the wild card game. Why is that? Because you've got a guy like Dalton who decides he's going to pl- play his worst game, that game. A.J. McCarron's a gamer. I don't think I don't think Dalton has any more uh, like excuses. He just mm. doesn't. I think his window of opportunity is closing fast. And I think AJ McCarron after this year is the guy that gets that big contract along with what's his face from New England, Garoppolo. Sh- shall not be named. I still think Cincinnati this year is going to be a great team to watch. You love AJ McCarron. You do. All right, uh, diggity I, dangles the Chinese chicken. What, mark my words. What do you have? Who you fucking in the AFC? I love North? your love for the Cincinnati Bengals, but uh, I'm fucking the Baltimore Ravens for their really? de- for their what defense and their defense about? alone. I think their defense is one of the top in the NFL, and it could be the difference for them in some games. Whereas I don't think I can say that on either side of the football for the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. They I were a, they were a middling team last year, and the Cincinnati Bengals also. If we want to talk about, we've been talking about one possession games all day long they lost seven of nine one possession games last year seven of nine that's yep. more than half your that's that's about well that's about half your schedule right there yeah. you got it you got to win these uh, those football games joe flacco's a super bowl winner he's gonna have some fun with danny woodhead in that addition the defense led by terrell hacksaw suggs uh is amazing darius webb is one of the best underrated core and uh, most underrated cornerbacks in the nfl and um i mean i also think jim harbaugh knows he's got a uh, john harbaugh excuse me knows he's got to win this year i think his seat is a little bit hot in there in baltimore hot. um i'll be interested to see who the uh, wide first wide receiver threat who breaks out is for them with Steve Smith no longer there. Brashad Perriman, maybe? Yeah. Uh, Kamar Aiken? I'm not sure. But in any event, I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. I think they're in a position to win in this in this division with a, a very mediocre to bad Browns, uh, uh, Bengals team and the Browns. Okay, gentlemen. So you both won the marry, by the way. You both got a point for marrying Pittsburgh. That was the correct answer. But the correct answer to who are you fucking in the AFC North is... I'm going to kill you if it's Cleveland. <laughs> the I'm Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, good. It's Thank the you. Cincinnati Fine. Bengals. Thank you. Fine. Uh, I'll give you two things real fast. First off, you, uh, Brian, you said, what's the glaring thing that separates Cincinnati from being a perennial contender? It's the idiots on the defense. They have a bunch of people who make dumb plays all the time. It's sure. not off the field issues. It's on the field issues for them. They have people that take cheap shots, and it's a culture that is allowed to play stupid. And that's the thing that needs to change for them to take the next Are we talking step. about the whole team or just Vontae's birth? I'm talking about the whole team. Talk about the whole team. The whole team is is a it's, it's a dirty team. You can mark that down. Oh, nobody's sitting here talking about their like they're not high character guys. Let's put it but, that way. The, and that's the thing that separates them from being a division winner. But eh. uh, the reason why I'm fucking them is because when the last year when both AJ Green and Tyler Eifert were on the field, Andy Dalton and the Cincinnati Bengals offense averaged 26 points per game. When AJ Green and Eifert were off the field, which was a lot last year, they averaged 19 points per game. Those two guys stay healthy. That's a touchdown more each game that they're getting. 
And that's the thing that separates them. And there is a reason I'm fucking them. And that's why they're the right answer. But you still have a chance to make a point here, Dangles. Who are you killing? Oh, boy. Well, I'm killing the Cleveland Browns. Uh, You know, as much as I love rooting for the underdog, and I did legitimately try to convince myself that they might be worth rooting for as as a possible fuck in this situation. Couldn't bring myself to do it. I just don't see how they emerge from the bottom of this division. Yes, they added some versatile defenders in Miles Garrett and Jabril Peppers. They signed a solid tight end, or drafted, I should say, a solid tight end in David Njoku out of Miami. Uh, but it just comes down to execution, and the guy who's supposed to be under center for them, the guy who they paid a butt-ton of money for, uh, Brock Osweiler, has just not shown that he can execute on a consistent week-to-week basis. No, it might be Kaiser. And it could be Deshaun Kaiser. By the time Kaiser. this podcast airs, it might be It Kaiser. might very well be Deshaun Kaiser. So there's question marks to the quarterback situation. The best guy you've got on your roster with the most in-game experience is terrible. Absolutely <laughs> freaking terrible. Uh, you don't really have much of an established running game. Uh, don't see how the Browns win more than like two games this year it's just they do have uh they do have fan favorite from the left coasters podcast kenny Britt as their number one wide receiver (laughs) brian who are you killing the baltimore ravens wow i have almost zero faith in what's going on in that in that organization for one pure reason nine starters have gone down since june 1st Mm -hmm. nine starters including three three count them three starting offensive linemen are out for the season. Well, Joe Flacco ain't out for the season, but he ain't exactly healthy right now. He is battered, and they don't, and they keep pushing his day off. He was mm-hmm. supposed to come in uh, like the latter part of the third preseason game or whatever that, but now it's looking like he, they've already said he's not coming back for the preseason. He'll mm-hmm. maybe. And, start and you the still think with all of that that they are worse than the Cleveland Browns? I do because wow. I think the Cleveland Browns have in the last year really improved their their talent pool. I mean, they've got some guys on defense. I, I mean, I th- I think Jabril Preppers and Miles Garrett. I'm sure that. I, I, yeah, I just I don't. I mean, they. they I, I don't they, know. They're not you... going to score the, the football. They're not going. They're not going to score. It's just that simple. <laughs> you cannot win if you don't score. The Browns are not going to score. I I think Kaiser. I think Kaiser's better than Ryan Mallett. I think Deshaun Kaiser is better than Ryan Mallett. I think Ryan Mallett showed in that preseason I don't game. Think Ryan, he is I don't think Ryan Mallett is going to be the starter on day one. I think if I Joe think Joe Flacco can't so play. So you don't think they'll go out and get someone else? Okay, here's the thing. We'll go, before we go too far, there's a reason why uh, Brian gets a point here, and we're he killing does. Baltimore. It's because of this whole quarterback thing that's going on in Baltimore. And I'm a man that believes, as the left coasters know, and the new listeners can hear right now, I'm a man that believes in juju. A man that believes in momentum and the things that are going around the organization can either be good or can be bad. There's a lot of bad juju coming out of Baltimore right now, and it hovers around this QB situation. They're signing guys like Thaddeus Lewis to play the position. That, that destroyed me. And they're signing guys like Thaddeus Lewis to play the position, and everyone, they're allowing this media to attack them over Colin Kaepernick, and they're playing into it. They're letting stuff leak out that the owners want to sign Kaepernick, that the GM wants to sign Kaepernick, and the um. The owner doesn't want to sign him. The GM wants to. The coach might want to, but the owner doesn't. They're allowing these stories to get out, and they're not attacking them head on, and they're allowing this juju to build. And there is a rift happening in Baltimore that I do not like right now. I don't know if they will lose more games than the Cleveland Browns, but I know that I have no faith in them coming up this 2017 season. That's why we're killing them. Fair enough. If you guys have anything more to say, I think we're ready to move on to the final division in the AFC. No. I mean, they should have signed Kaepernick. Like all that nonsense aside, or just attack the story. 
if you're not going to do it because anyone doesn't want sure. to, control the media. Absolutely. Control the well, story. Control the message. New England would never do this. That's why New England wins uh, games every year. Well, but there, no, but it's, 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 you're, you're comparing apples and oranges. No. It's not the same thing. No, no, you, no. Because there is no message from New England. There is just, we are on to the next game. That's, that is it. That is the message. And, is, and, and I would argue with the fact that it is the football coach's job to control the message. I, I, would, then, I, would, yeah, exactly. I would argue that that is his job. That it's not. His job is to get his players focused on, on football and I, I you know you could even argue that all of this offseason and distractions and stuff is going to make the Ravens more focused on football maybe, and more maybe. driven to win so we'll see maybe and we'll I, see if Suggs can stay healthy too that was well, another like yeah. thing you know I do like Hacksaw though I love him I love healthy. him he's a great player I gotta I just, move on okay. moving on to the AFC South on the next break Left Coasters and gentlemen the final round of the AFC Mary Fuck Kill Tournament for 2017. I'm just bombing. Dangles is, I think he has two points I think on I the two day. Points. Yeah, not Ryan good. is winning not with a good. lot more points, but uh, Dangles, finish strong. Apparently, apparently, I have no earthly. Maybe you need to find another co host because according to this game, I have no earthly idea what I'm talking about. It's okay, Dangles. NFC, we're going to wipe the slate clean. You'll start over, but finish strong, bud. Have, have the momentum going into week two. We have. The AFC South, the division that's always forgotten about, the division where you only need to have nine wins to have a division crown in a home playoff oh, that's game. That's generous, nine it's, wins. It's led by the Houston Texans, who are right now a Tom Savage or a Deshaun Watson away from maybe winning a playoff game for the first time in 35 years. I don't know if they've had, have they won a playoff game. I can't remember. Then the Indianapolis Colts, who have Andrew Luck, maybe playing for them. Finally, it's the Tennessee Titans with Marcus Mariota, one of the funnest new quarterbacks in the NFL, only getting better with every game. And finally, the Jacksonville Jaguars with Blake Bortles, who is the exact opposite of what I said about Marcus Mariota. Brian, you are up first. The ballerina. This is a big one, buddy. These, The winner of this division will host some of this, the, probably the best wildcard team in the AFC. They will have a playoff game at home. Who will that be? Who are you marrying? The Houston Texans. Oh my God, again? Are Houston we going to get like the fourth straight year of a say, Saturday afternoon shitty playoff game in Houston? <laughs> say what you want. Say what you want. But what I saw out of Deshaun Watson was a starter. Okay. That guy is a starter. He is a, I think it was Colin Cowherd who said he was a, um, quoted a coach, uh, unnamed coach, uh, who said he is a uh, Aaron Rodgers mis- mixed with a Dak Prescott. And I see it. <laughs> I see it. No, I see it. I see a better arm than Dak Prescott. I see a more accurate arm than D- Dak Prescott. But I see a kid who 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 commands the huddle at a young offense, who can run the ball, who can do all these, and he's a big-bodied guy. Mm-hmm. He looked more of a starter than any of the first-round quarterbacks last year, and that includes my my man Carson Wentz. Mm. What he did in that, when he, I mean, he looked like he knew what he was doing, and that to me was the only thing that that left the Houston Texans out of anybody's conversation last His year. Quarterback play was the quarterback play. Yep. They have an amazing defense. Everything everything else is not – there's no question mark other than that. Really good running back, amazing defense, great wide and receivers. And if Dak Prescott can do what he did last year, why the fuck can't Deshaun Watson? You're right. Okay. You've made your case. Dangles. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with the Ten Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis uh, Colts? Absolutely. Dang. Absolutely. <laughs> what? We said finish strong. I'm su- I am finishing strong. Well, I can tell that's not who you chose as the Mary. Come on, man. How the do you root against how do you, Brian's the Brian's left the room. Left the uh, how do you root against Andrew Luck, though? The ballerina has how do you, left how do you the building. Root, how do you root against you both? How do you root against Andrew Luck this year? You're sitting here talking about the fucking Houston Texans. You know who their quarterback's going to be on day one? Not Deshaun A Washington. Winner. I'll tell you that A much. Winner. It's going to be Tom goddamn Savage. A winner. And he is not going to be able to throw 
throw the football. No, how do you root against Andrew Luck this year? He's waited so patiently the last couple of years. He's worked through injury. He's, hurt. He's got a week to. They have a. They, they have. They are in the absolute prime position to win this year. They've added defense. Vontae Davis is coming back, and if he stays healthy, he's going to be a leader. Malik Hooker is in a position to make a, an impact on the field right away out of Ohio State University. He has the leading wide receiver in the NFL from last year coming back in T.Y. Hilton and a guy in Frank Gore who you know can punch the ball into the end zone. Andrew Luck is a real quarterback who has proven himself in game-time situations. Deshaun Watson won a fun national championship game at the college level. Good for you, buddy. Now, welcome to the pros. All I'm saying is that I just don't see how the Indianapolis Colts have the right mix of things going on. You just hate Jim Caldwell. Who's going to block? Who's going to block? Daniels just threw fire on your Who's boy. Who's going to block? He just threw fire on your boy. We'll see this year, Dangles, when the Indianapolis Colts play the Houston Texans. We will. Let's watch that I, I game will, together. I cannot wait Let's to watch, watch the Houston together. Texans burn Indianapolis Colts <laughs> to the fucking ground. Okay. I think they're very equal teams uh, in all oh, honesty. Oh, now he's I taking think a they have. I think they have a lot of – I think there are a lot of similarities. I think Houston has a better defense. I think Indianapolis has a much better offense. Gentlemen. I'll be interested to see how it goes. But they I'm just got spanked But by I'm the marrying the Colts. Spanked. Gentlemen, gentlemen, back to your corners. All right. The correct answer in who to marry in the AFC South is the Tennessee Titans. I knew you were going to mm-hmm. say that. It's not. That's not a wrong answer. No, I don't. I don't disagree with that at all. I do believe that if Marcus Mariota did not get hurt, the Tennessee Titans would have won the division because they were right there at the end. They have a team that comes together. They got better wide receivers this year to add on to what they have. I love their running game. I love the way they play football, smash mouth football. That defense will. It's a little bit of a question mark, but I think they will take the next step. And the reason why I'm not picking the Houston Texans is because the Houston Texans last year, 8-2 and two in one-score games, their average loss was 13.3 points. Take all the losses they've had, 13.3 points is the difference. Their best win was a 9-point win against the Chicago Bears. Brock They're not playing the Chicago Bears this year. They're playing the one-seeds this year because they won that division. That 13.3-point average loss is going to be a lot more prevalent this year Brock than the nine-point wins over the Chicago Bears of the world. So I'm not I'm not having uh, anything to do with the Houston Texans. I'm marrying the Tennessee Titans. But, Dangles, I'm going back to you first. We're going to see who you're going to fuck here. And if it has anything to do with a fucking Jaguar... Brian might leave again. Yeah, he might. Who are you fucking? Oh, the good news is it doesn't. Um, I, I'm going to lose out on this one, unfortunately, because I'm fucking the Tennessee Titans this okay. year. Okay. Uh, I love what they're doing down in Nashville. It, it, it was, re- and in fact, I can. Cons- I, I had them when I set out to do this list. I had them as my Mary originally, and I, I eventually, uh, uh, you know, ended up turning it around for better or for worse. Uh, but I was high on Tennessee all last year. I made no secret about it. I've got high hopes for them again this year. I'm just. He's got. <laughs> I'm just not sure that they're entirely out of the rebuilding phase yet. I think they're still. Right. I think they're still just a little bit in that in getting to that. You know, those final couple of pieces in place. But I love Marcus Mariota. Uh, Rashard Matthews is a breakout wide receiver from last year, uh, coming off a career year. They added Corey Davis, who is hurt right now, uh, but they're hoping to have him healthy for Week One. Um, I mean, I think they and obviously Demarco Murray is expected to come back and be as good as advertised. I they love have the Eric Decker. 
signing. The Eric Decker sign is an excellent signing, and they have a solid offensive line there. So I think the pieces are all in place for them to potentially be like I'll be happy to be wrong about the Indianapolis Colts <laughs> if the Titans are the ones picking because this was they were honestly I was this close to I was this close to and admittedly I I didn't consider probably as much as I should have the Andrew Luck injury because his status is still uncertain for Week One. But I stand by what I said. I, I still think the Titans are are going to be fighting for a wild card. They may if not the last team out. Brian. Uh, I'm picking the Tennessee Titans as well. Uh, to piggyback everything Dangles uh, mentioned, I really liked their pickup of Adoree Jackson. Mm. He looks really good, and I think he's doing all right. Um, I'm with him, though. I, I, w- I was there when they when Marcus Mariota broke his leg at mm-hmm. Jacksonville. It, that was a really poor game. Yeah. He was not playing well. He yeah. did not look good. They still look like a really young team, and I don't. I, I'm still kind of waiting for Marcus Mariota to kind of make that, that that kind of that leap into the the Matt Stafford kind of realm. That 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 Eli Manning kind of move where you're that, you're you're that next phase of quarterback where you're just below the uh, the Aaron Rodgers and the Tom Brady's of the worlds. And they just lost to the Jets in the preseason seven to three. It was a pretty poor outing for their offensive for their offensive uh, uh, unit. So I think I, I want to see in the next couple weeks what they're going to do. They're the kind of team that can come on and come on hot. Mariota's just got to be the best version of himself, and that means running with his legs. And unfortunately, that puts him in harm's way a little bit. So um, that's why I didn't put them at the top uh, compared to the Houston Texans. I think. Um, I think they, they still have some, some growing to do as a team. Okay, well, uh, obviously I'm married uh, Tennessee. That was the correct answer. The team that I'm fucking, though, is I'm siding with the the ballerina over here. That Texans defense is too good. Oh, it's, it's <clears> nasty. It's too good. If they can figure out the QB position, they're a threat. So that's why I'm taking them home at uh, 2 a.m. to do a lot. L.A. bar. Um, finally, we have who are you killing? Uh, we're going to go with Brian first. Uh, I am killing the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, man. Oh, why? I am I because to to the to the elephant in the room the Jacksonville Jaguars the 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 odd man out in this uh, ranking um, I I think Leonard Fournette is the difference for them I think he's going to take a great deal of pressure off of Blake Bortles I think they're all improving uh, I think Marquise Lee just recently got hurt too yeah, unfortunately um, but I, I I think the Jacksonville Jaguars have drafted really well I think they're a great team and I and I believe in their coaching staff. I, I think uh, Marone is is a good good coach. I, I like think, Dougie Fresh. Yeah, I think he's great. I I, I just think the Blake Bortles thing is going to be. But but why the Indianapolis Colts? For me, I I just think Andrew Luck, the poor guy, can't stay healthy. I think the offensive line is is porous. I don't think Gore is going to be the back that we've seen him be. Um, and so I think you're going to see a lot of a lot of teams forcing Andrew Luck to throw the ball and be perfect. And and you know that defense on on the Indianapolis Colts from last year was garbage. And and I don't think Malik Hooker is the only is the complete answer to that. Dangles, so. who are you killing? Jacksonville. I'm killing the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, that must hurt. Yeah, I mean, it's you know, kill, I, I do. Babies, I do. I do love the Jags, but um, and I do love Dougie Fresh as a, as a Syracuse alum, and he's a former offensive lineman there um but you know leonard fournette is obviously you know he's feeling good he is a man runner uh he is he is he is definitely (laughs) people don't want to tackle him he no they don't want to tackle him they've seen his tape that's why because you just kind of bounce off him in a way that you know like you did like you saw guys just bounce off a jim brown um but you know the question mark the biggest question mark remains is can blake bortles lead this team and and he you know i it doesn't give me much confidence when i get espn alerts in the middle of the day at work saying that Doug Marone is concerned in quotes because Blake Bortles just threw five picks at, Chad at, at, in practice. Chad Henney is taking first-round 
first team reps. Chad Henney was playing on the Dolphins when I was in like sixth grade. (laughs) Like, I mean, this is just, I mean, look, Blake Bortles, you know, a lot of people were high on him in the Jags last year, and then they were really disappointed when that explosive offense that we saw flashes of with Bortles and the two Allens, Robinson and Hearns, didn't really materialize in 16. So maybe, like you say, Brian, if Fournette can take a little bit of pressure off of Blake Bortles, they might be able to get, I'll be shocked if they eke out five wins this year personally wow. the d- other teams in the division wow. are just flat out better and as much as i love dougie fresh and want to see him succeed uh, they're just they're a bad team in a bad division and or rather i should say the worst team in a bad division see i think i think indy and jacksonville are two polar opposites of each other i think jacksonville has answers to questions at almost every position but quarterback and i think indy only has one position and that is quarterback which is why the correct answer is to kill the Indianapolis Colts. The Indianapolis Colts do, for your case, Dangles, have the 32nd ranked schedule. That's the easiest schedule in all of the NFL, according to ESPN Football Power Index. But their first five games are weird, okay? This whole division plays the uh, NFC West, which is the Rams division. So that's those are the four NFC teams they're playing. And the first five games against in, for Indy is at the Rams versus Arizona versus Cleveland at Seattle versus San Fran. So four of the first five games for them are against NFC. You can opponents. come out of that three and two very easily you as the could, Indianapolis Colts. If Andrew Luck is playing. I was gonna say the that thing that pulls me back is I saw Scott Tolzina very closely as a Oh, Green if he's Day gone there, fucked. I if he's he gone, was awful. If he's I gone saw, there if he's gone there, fucked. I know Scott Tolzine well. He is not a good quarterback. And Indy is only Andrew Luck. So if Andrew Luck misses any of those first games, they ain't going to beat the Rams with Scott Tolzine. They might not beat Cleveland with Scott Tolzine. <laughs> so depending on how long Andrew Luck takes to get back, I think this is the last uh, this is the last run for that whole staff of people in Indianapolis. I think Cle- I think Indy is ready to start from scratch with Andrew on the team, but everything else is getting ready to change over there. Pagano's gone. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Quickly, what's the likelihood that if Bortles is this bad, right? That Marone gets a quarterback from another team or from free agency or anything else, because I think they can't afford I think they'd wait till free agency, yeah. You think so? Do yeah. they go for think they go for a guy like Cameron? Yeah, people, I, don't, people, I don't think there's no. any use for, I don't think there's any need for them, them to make a move right now. If they were making a move via trade, they would have already made it. I think they're gonna ride out boy Doug Marone's safe. He knows he can lose he can go three and thirteen this year and keep his job. So he's going to let Bortles yeah. play, see what he has, and then make a decision at the end of the year because Jimmy G's a free agent. Your boy McCarron's a free agent. There'll be other quarterbacks out there that are available. I wonder if you could trade for a guy like Tyrod Taylor. Uh, T-Rod's going to be – why would you trade for him? Tyrod Taylor's in his free agent year. He could – you could get him for free next year. Mm, yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I don't – I just – I don't and see how that – And they have boatloads of cap room. I don't see how that helps them at all. Any If they start out of the gate and stink – they're not going to go out and get a quarterback just to help them stink for the rest of the year. Do you think they're just going to tank mean, like that though? Because I, 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 think, I because the, yeah, safe. I mean, I they're mean, if, if and and the the fans in Jacksonville are used to losing. I hate to say it, but you know, if 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 the Jaguars aren't winning, it's only an upside for for Jacksonville fans because if they lose, it's status quo. They're used to the Jags but, losing all the time. If the Jags are winning, it's fucking bedlam in Jacksonville because everybody's <laughs> stoked that the Jags are but actually winning for most once. Most of the Jacksonville Jaguars roster is of free agents. You yes. know, people who who took a took a shot to come there and they're gonna be basically told like hey sorry we're gonna we're gonna we're dicing this season because we suck that that's not gonna that's not gonna make what free agents want to come no well and it's it hasn't stopped them that's the thing jacksonville has so much money to give these guys people are keep coming they're not out of those deals yet that they're they've signed good deals the past two years those guys are still going to be on the team next year 
They need a quarterback. The whole team knows they just need a quarterback. There's a million of them becoming free agents yeah. at the end of this season. No chance they trade yeah, for somebody. Yeah, the Jimmy G thing. But, yeah, they'll Alrighty. wait it out. They'll wait it out until the end of the year, and that then sucks. they'll sort they of got so much there. talent then on they'll see, then, they'll see, yeah. then they'll see what happens because that defense is is fairly solid, that Jaguar, Jaguars defense. They've got some good players there. Great cornerbacks over yes. there. All right, so that, gentlemen, is our Mary fuck kill for the AFC. Congratulations, Brian. You won at the end of this uh, after this break, I should say we're going to give our AFC playoff picture and then uh, say sayonara till we talk about the NFC in a week. So congrats, congrats, Brian. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Congrats, buddy. That's like I'm crushing these. You games. want a false you, game? You you want a loaded you want a loaded game? <laughs> <laughs> Take that one uh, to the banquet. <laughs> and thank you, Coasters Universe, for listening to the AFC breakdown for us. I hope you enjoyed our little game show with Mary Fuck Kill. We will be back next week with the NFC breakdown. We're playing the game again. We'll see if Dangles can do any better in what he calls a loaded game. Uh, as always, you can find us at www.theleftcoasterspodcast.com. We're on Facebook at the Left Coasters Podcast. We're on Instagram at the Left Coasters Podcast. We're on Twitter now at Left Coasters Pod. We also can reach us at Gmail at the Left Coasters Podcast at Gmail. Thank you again for Gene for the song. But before we go, gentlemen, we just broke down all of the AFC and what it has for us set up in 2017. So we're going to get our quick AFC playoff picture, how we see the whole standings at the end of the year. I'll go first. My top two seeds, ones and twos. I have New England at one, Pittsburgh at two. Dangles. I have New England at one and Oakland at two. I have New England at one and Pittsburgh at two. Okay. Uh, my three and four seeds are my two uh, uh, other marries there. I have Denver, the three seed. I have Tennessee, the four seed. So I have uh, at three the Pittsburgh Steelers and at four the Indianapolis Colts. Unbelievable. Brian. Wow. Uh, I have three of the Oakland Raiders and four of the Houston Texans. And finally, your two wild card teams. I have the five seed being the Kansas City Chiefs, and I have the six seed being the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, I have the five seed being the Kansas City Chiefs, and the six seed being the Tennessee Titans. Woo! I have the fifth seed being the Tennessee Titans, wow. and the sixth seed being the L.A. Chargers. We all have. Well, hey, congratulations, Chargers! All right, for Chargers, it. Chargers, they were, baby. They were honestly my seventh seed. They were right there with Cincy. But we all have the Tennessee Titans making the playoffs. You realize that? Yeah. Every single one of us have. They the deserve. We like the Titans. The we like the Titans this year. We all liked the Jaguars last year. We saw how well that worked we out. We also for us. all liked Arizona last year. Yeah, Same and we thing. saw how yeah, that worked that, out. That, well. that, so that, that means Tennessee is going to shit. And I and I remember the Tampa Bay Buccaneers being high on my list. Congratulations, Tennessee Titans. You've just to see, receive the Left Coasters podcast stamp of death. <laughs> All right, I had fun doing this, guys. I hope you had fun listening again. We'll see you next week. And uh, yeah, ram it, charge it. Left Coasters, Thank up. you, Chargers. Chargers charge. <laughs> Thank you, we Rams. Love you guys. Thank you, fans. See you next week. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On Press Box Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on Press Box Access. 